Andrew and Anne Orfila were gauchos together here in IV. They were undergrad gauchos living the dream, going around town. They fell in love. They stayed here in Santa Barbara. Why would anyone stay here in Santa Barbara? I think we know. They got married. They had a baby boy. And for 10 years, he was the center of their life. His name is Ozzy. Finally, they decided to get pregnant again. They waited until Christmas morning to break it to Ozzy to share this news. They unwrapped all of their presents and his mom turned to him and said, we have one more gift for you. You are going to have a little baby brother. To which Ozzy replied, this is the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> Resentment. The story is not new. It plays out in every home, in every workplace, in every classroom. A new kid moves to town and becomes the cool kid. A new starlet sweeps through Hollywood. Someone else gets a promotion at work. And at heart, those stories are all that same story. I have to admit, when I read about the shepherd leaving the flock, leaving the 99 to find that one lost sheep, I feel some resentment. Why would you risk the 99 for the one? Why leave the flock? I do find my resentment revelatory, right? It reveals just how privileged, how safe, how protected I am. It also reveals how poisonous resentment can be and how estranged I can be from the joy of God. There is an old saying that says, resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Today's gospel starts with religious insiders resenting Jesus and his sketchy friends. It says, the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling together saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. That resentment inspires Jesus to tell these parables. The story of the lost sheep, the story of a lost coin. Then Jesus wraps it up with, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 religious persons, or righteous persons, that's a good Freudian slip, righteous persons who need no repentance. Ouch. Ouch. The religious folks resent this. They are the insiders. They are the righteous the 99. Why should anyone else be celebrated? And before we condemn them, consider this. 
Why would we who have been on the side of justice rejoice when someone who has caused the suffering of others repents, changes? Are we the 99 or are we the one? In our day and age, resentment is ubiquitous. More than any other emotion, I believe it is resentment that appears most frequently in social media. Somebody did something wrong. Look what they said. Look what they are doing on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. 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 <laughs> A study from the University of Michigan psychologist Ethan Cross appeared in The New Yorker suggesting that the more people use Facebook the sadder and more isolated they felt. <laughs> they felt that way because of resentment. According to Kierkegaard, resentment occurs in a reflective and passionless age in which the populace stifles creativity. Kierkegaard argues that individuals who do not conform to the masses are made scapegoats and objects of ridicule in order to maintain the status quo. I see this happen. This is true. According to Aristotle, a psychology of resentment derives from the fundamental imprecision of political justice. The fundamental imprecision of political adjustment, uh, justice. Resentment masquerades as justice. Resentment masquerades as justice. So what can we do about resentment? How can we turn the tide in our culture and in our hearts? What does Jesus teach us about responding to resentment? First, we must understand justice and pursue it with clarity, like a shepherd who knows the missing sheep. But there is more. According to these parables, the cure for resentment is gratitude. Gratitude helps us cultivate joy. Joy for the lost coin, joy for the lost sheep, joy like the parental glow in our church today as a child is added to our fold in baptism. Joy like the glow of these kids running around with this kite even though there's no wind. <laughs> that joy begins with individual gratitude and moves outward from individual to collective. Look at the movement in these stories. There's resentment, search, finding, right? Then individual gratitude and collective Gratitude. It ends with spreading the love, spreading the joy, spreading the gratitude, making a love spreading difference in the world. That is what we are called to do. Rejoice with those who have been found and with those who have found. Seek the lost sheep and celebrate them, not condemning those who have gone wrong, but remembering that we belong to one another. And, and, remembering that we are all lost 
sheep. We are beautiful children of God. Children like these little beautiful ones running around outside. Running outside our chapel, running outside our yards, running outside our homes and inside our homes. Beautiful babies who can resent their siblings and be loved by them at the same time. Like those children, as children of God, we do not not always get things right, but we do not have to remain lost. We do not have to remain thinking we are righteous. We can put aside our grumbling and come to the party. Join the party. Maybe it's the search party. Maybe it's the welcome wagon. There are so many ways to participate in God's grand fiesta, the kingdom of God. But first, we have to show up to find and be found in gratitude, in grace eternal, eternally celebrating all of us. Amen.